Hey, hey, habit thrivers. If you're ready to rock your next chapter, this is your place. It's time to live your most fit, fearless, and fabulous life. I believe that our daily habits and routines set the foundation for achieving our dream lives and help us find more passion and clarity with less doubt and uncertainty. So let's get cozy. Grab your planner and your favorite beverage and come along with me on this journey of reclaiming your passions and finding new ones along the way. Welcome to the Habit Thrive Podcast, a podcast for women in their me now years. Each week we create habits, routines, and rituals to reclaim our power and our awesomeness to live our best chapters yet. And a key component of living our best chapters yet is learning how to love all over our hearts. In this episode, Heart Loving Habits, How to Create Them and How to Stick with Them, we're going to be all over the heart from the inside out. My hope by the end of this episode is that you feel the benefit of exploring your ability to be with your heart and not always feeling like you have to be doing something physically challenging to benefit your heart, especially if you're injured, you're dealing with chronic pain, you're in a situation where physical exertion is challenging right now. And actually, even if you are currently physically strong, doing all the stuff, but feeling like something is missing, perhaps the softer side of you, as I like to put it, I'm with you. I know this because this is me. Well, I'm getting a little bit better at this, but this was past me for sure. As a physical education grad, as an athlete, as a personal trainer, working with professionals and and patients in cardiac rehab in a graduate program, my focus has very much been on the physical aspect of the heart. Even from the breathing aspect, from my yoga training and my meditation training, my focus very much on relaxation, but also on the physical movement of what's going on with respiration, the movement and strength of the diaphragm and how this affects the strength and the health of the heart. So I'm always drawn to the anatomy and the physicality and I love that. At the same time, I am in this place and I think it's because where I am in my life right now, I'm wanting to explore the softer side. This is all part of, for me, health and healing. Now, I absolutely stand by and support the current heart health recommendations of 150 minutes of movement a week. So that can be 150 minutes of moderate heart pumping movement or 75 minutes of vigorous activity, strengthening our bones and our muscles, um, sometimes on a daily basis, sometimes doing stronger sequences two or three times a week, giving your, your bones and your muscles a break in between, balance every day, flexibility training every day. So I'm all over that. 
and absolutely support that. When you can, that's the other thing. I support more vegetables, less red meat, more plant-based eating, and absolutely the integration of meditation and relaxation exercises, which is actually being mentioned more now in the scientific research and coming up more so in, in the guidelines. But for myself and as a yoga and meditation teacher, I would love to see still more emphasis put on relaxation and meditation and the, as I like to put it, the softer side of the heart. Now the importance as well in partnership with your healthcare professional on appropriate um, supplements and medications and all of that for your heart. So as a personal trainer, again, this is where I've come to my heart over the last Oh, I can't even think again, 30 years, something like that. But I am exploring my softer side. And so I love to share that with you. So during this episode now and paying attention to our emotional heart, I'm going to say for myself, and this is also talking to clients and to class participants, it can be way more challenging to focus on our softer side, on the emotional side of our heart than it is to put our running shoes on and hit the pavement or our skis on and hit the snow. For some of you, that's a lot easier. For me, it still is probably easier. But thinking about the fact, this is actually a really nice entry point into the emotional side of it is that physical movement and emotional work, particularly for our heart, pair nicely together. As when the heart is pumping, I like to say it is processing. It's processing everything that is going on in our body physically and in our mind emotionally. So for those of you who like to head out the door for a walk or a run when you're stressed, you absolutely get this. So it's not about separating the physical and the emotional, especially when it comes to the heart. For me, it's about recognizing and honoring the fact that I am looking after my heart when I am not doing anything, that I am just being, but at the same time, if that entry point is physicality or getting out the door and moving my body, it is making the, let's say, connection to the fact that this is helping me emotionally, it's helping me process. When I recognize that, that walk or even that yoga practice, whatever I'm doing physical in my body, when I make that connection and I'm going to say, the connector for this is the breath that the whole experience becomes that much stronger and it motivates you again sometimes as women we're thinking i want to be multitasking right i want to be working my heart physically mentally emotionally when we make that connection when we are moving our body but again sometimes even when we're not moving our body we're like i just want to sit here I just want to have a cup of tea. I just want to look out the window that you are helping your heart in that moment. Now, when you recognize that you're helping your heart in that moment, that's where it becomes that much more beneficial. 
Also, there are, again, little things during the day, so many opportunities to be able to notice these little times that you can say, hmm, I want to get out physically and do some movement, or I am going to be with my heart right now and I'm actually doing something. Now, I'm going to come back to the fact that why is this difficult? Why? And not for everybody. I am just saying for myself that working on the softer side is a challenge for me. And I'm going to, again, absolutely say that out loud and keep working through this. And I've said this before in terms of these podcast episodes is this is therapy for me (laughs) to be able to um, call out some of my habits, call out some of my routines, add in some rituals as we move through this together. So the interesting thing, again, in terms of looking for support around the emotional heart is that there's not a lot of guidelines. So for example, as I mentioned the guidelines through the Canadian Exercise Physiology Association, again, around 150 minutes of physical activity, you're not necessarily, unless I'm missing something, going to see recommendations around 150 minutes of pranayama or a daily breath practice. Now again, that is coming up more often, but as we talk about it more, as we share it more, as we talk to our healthcare professionals around it, and actually what's working for us, I think that that is so important, then we are paying it forward to the next patient, to the next client, to the next person coming in wanting to work on their softer side, on their emotional heart. So the importance of my emotions and my emotional heart was actually brought to my attention by Dr. Christiane Northrup. So she is author of The Wisdom of Menopause. To me, it is the Bible on menopause. And it was in my Oprah days, so many, many years ago. Now, the science in the book, The Wisdom of Menopause, has changed around HRT and a lot of the the hormone stuff. But the big piece in that book, if you're interested, and I've actually put a link in the show notes to an article also by Dr. Christiane Northrup, the passages, the attention to the emotional heart, whatever that was 20 or 25 years ago, is actually to me more important now. And I think it's more important to me now because of where I am in this phase of my life, in midlife and moving forward from there. So as Dr. Northrup writes, and again, I put the link to this article in the show notes, because the heart is so directly associated with and affected by emotions, midlife is the perfect time to prevent heart disease by learning to listen to your heart, nourish your cardiovascular system, as we talked about with the right foods and supplements, and to find the courage to change the aspects of your life that no longer serve you. So she goes on to write in the article about the effects of emotional stress. So she says, the part emotional stress plays in heart disease, in the heart disease equation, cannot be overemphasized. Emotions such as depression, anxiety, and fear, panic, and grief, have been shown to cause constriction in blood vessels, thereby impeding the free flow of blood. 
and anything that causes constriction in your blood vessels makes your heart and your vessels work harder to do their job. I've seen happy, joyful women with high cholesterol counts live healthy lives into their 80s and even 90s. While much younger women whose lives were characterized by depression, anxiety, or hostility might have their first heart disease symptoms in their early 50s, despite normal cholesterol levels. And for me, this is hugely optimistic, okay? Empowering and hopeful, especially for me coming from a family of hypertension and high cholesterol. It motivates me to stay on top of my emotional heart and life. So again, have a look in the show notes for the direct link to, uh, to that article. It is a fantastic article. So what I'm suggesting as you move into this next week, you know I always have a habit practice and it always is coming back to two things, right? Your me now years and habits, routines, and rituals. I'm gonna say that mindfulness is absolutely the best place to start. Because as I started this episode today, talking about the concept of being, not necessarily always doing. This is mindfulness, sometimes called mindfulness meditation, sometimes just mindfulness. So how do you do the practice of just being? So just a few suggestions to play with this week. Okay, so first of all, to be wherever you are. Open your eyes, look around. It's interesting for me, mindfulness is very much about eyes open. Okay, very different than meditation for me. Very often my eyes are closed. Mindfulness is my eyes are open. So I'm able to be where I am. So you can be in nature. You can be with your breath. Where are you feeling it? What is the rhythm of your breath? Where is it moving? What is shifting? What is the rate? What is the depth? It only takes focusing on your breath for as little as one to two minutes to have a positive effect on your health. And I'm going to say on your heart. Be grateful. Be with the people you are with. That's the connection piece. I love that for our heart. Being in nature, being with the people that you're with, being with your breath, being with your pet. Even to the point for myself, noticing this, again, as I experience, as I journal, as I think about this, sometimes I would come in the door with my jammers, okay, with my little dog that some of you have heard about before, some of you have seen before, that I'm all in my head. I come in, I've got to get you know dinner going or lunch going. I have to che- well, I have to check my emails. I have to do this, and jammers is patiently sitting there. I'm like one of my two being is to be with her in those first few minutes when I walk in the door as often as I can. It's a conscious effort sometimes because my brain is somewhere else. But if I sit on the floor with her, right, and nestle with her, and yes, play with her, she's 14 and she's still gonna chase after that little raccoon. She's not gonna give it back to me, but she's gonna chase after it as little as a few minutes, two minutes. And it changes my heart, changes my mood. Be with your pet. 
And finally, there are so many other to be's, but I'm just going to share this again as a starting point to be yourself. Live your heart's purpose, your deepest heartfelt desires. You be you. This is where your heart is the happiest, your soul is the happiest. And when you notice that, it will give you goosebumps. So, how do you make this to be? How do you make it a habit? I'm actually going to bring it back to cue, routine, and reward. So cue, and again, this comes from a lot of the, um, let's say, previous authors on creating habits. The Power of Habit, for example, is the first time where I came across the cue, routine, reward. So cue is a time in the day, very often. Could be a location. But for me, it's very often time. So just as I talked about, when I come in the door and Jammers is there, that's a cue, the routine. I get down on the floor and I am with Jammers. I am right with her. She is filling my heart. (laughs) I even smile as I think about it. The reward, oh my gosh, the reward, as I mentioned, changes your mood slows your heart rate. Of course, she is super happy as well. So that cue, any transition in your day, right? You're getting in and out of your vehicle. You're going to be with your breath. You are moving in and out of of stores. You are moving through different parts of your day. That opportunity to be with the people you are with, okay? To be grateful, to take that moment, even to be in nature, where you're driving somewhere and you have the opportunity just to pull over, right? And ideally you have a coffee or a tea and you just pull over and you just sit. I'm always amazed at this and I love this. How many people, this is in our community here, we have a, we're on a beautiful lake and in the summer or the winter or the fall, when you go down there, there will be somebody in their vehicle sipping a tea or coffee looking out over the lake, whether it's ice or whether it's water, whether it's winter, fall or spring. And that, even if you're not out of your vehicle, I'm going to count that as being in nature. Now, if you get out of your vehicle and go for a little walk or sit on the bench, you're going to get a little bit more perhaps, but that is being in nature. So these op- there are opportunities in transitions all throughout the day. When you come off a, a phone call or you sent a text and you just want to be for a moment, notice. How fun with that. This is your to be habit practice this week. So let's finish. Hand on your heart. And just feel what that does. Feel your next breath coming in, filling you with life force, prana, feeling that energy, feeling the expansion, literally the expansion of your heart. And as you exhale, feel your heart settle. Feel your body settle. And even though, again, I will be ending this episode, please feel free to continue with this as long as you would like, as often as you would like. And I'll talk to you again next week. If you love this episode, I guarantee you're going to love exploring all the amazing opportunities that await us in reclaiming our awesomeness together. So come on over to my Facebook group, 
women's wellness community for women wanting to rock their me now years, or let's connect over on Instagram at habitguru365 and make the Habit Guru podcast your healthy new habit.